Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. All right, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, your uh, master mixologist, cocktail commodore, and weekend wine guy. Hey, it's Saturday night. All around Pacific Northwest. Hope you got something great in your glass. If you're in the car, hitting someplace cool, or sitting at home, cooking some up good. I like that. Uh, I've got, in fact, I got a chef in studio and a professional bartender in studio. So uh, we're going to have a great time today, as we always do here on Happy Hour Radio. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Hope you tell your friends about the show. Uh, we're having fun. <laughs> Hope you're having fun too. Hey, uh, speaking of fun, um, next weekend there's this really cool event called Whiskey Rocks. WhiskeyRocksNorthwest.com is uh, over at Safeco Field, and it's going to be great food, uh, lots of bourbon, lots of whiskey, and uh, live music with Spike and the Impalers. It's going to be rock and roll time, so check it out, whiskeyrocksnw.com. That's Northwest Whiskey Rocks, and um, they are uh, benefiting a pet agency, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Five o'clock over on uh, March 12th at Safeco Field, and if you want to go further... Put the calendar, circle the calendar for April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's Taste Washington time, folks. We've got 200 wineries coming to, well, to CenturyLink Field, CenturyLink Exhibition Center, I should say. And uh, gosh, what can you do? I think Chef might be cooking some up there this year. Uh, we'll see. Right. Um, but right now, I'm going to welcome uh, Chef Brian Schieser, who is the executive chef of uh, Trellis Restaurant over at the Heathman Hotel in Kirkland. And I've got my pal Craig uh, Kruger, who is uh, the founder of Mavenhall. And they've got this really, really cool new bar bag that I'm dying to try out. And right now, I'm getting hungry and thirsty, and you've got it all. Brian Schieser, welcome to Happy Hour. Oh, thank you. It's um, great to be here. And nothing better to do on a Saturday night than drink some wine. Drink some wine. Drink some wine. And- and, little, well, you came packing. Yeah, I came packing. I brought some cookies, nothing like a little chocolate, some truffles, mm-hmm. um, some chocolate-dipped cookies, and um, a few other things that we have at the restaurant from the farm. So I love it. Um, some good things. Yeah, you you are into canning. I see some great pickles and yeah, some beans. Yeah, you know, the and... farm started a long time ago. It's about 16 years farming now and um, being a chef, and so I think everything sort of ties together. The Which came first, the farmer or the chef? I think it's 75% farmer and 75% chef. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, 50%... Either way. Yeah, either way, yeah. A little <laughs> bit of extra time on my hands. Um, love it. So let's get a little b- background history. When did you, are you a Seattle guy or a Northwest guy? No, um, 17 years. Um, started out, um, uh, afraid I might date myself now, um, many years ago um, in um, CIA, Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. Young whippersnapper kid. Oh, yeah. um, went through the program and uh, I was um, lured into going to Chicago to... Uh, help open a restaurant and there were about 17 of us we were about 19 years old and we all got in our cars and moved to Chicago and um, I worked 17 years in Chicago cool and um, then a little bit too much snow a little bit too much wind and cold weather and had friends in Seattle and decided to move here and it Keep was on the trucking, place huh? to be and um, ended up on First Hill and worked at the Serrano Hotel for 13 years 
and uh, nine years ago, um, eight years ago, October, um, opened up Trellis at the Heathman Hotel in Kirkland. And that was a new pro- uh, project. In, new did, project, did yeah. Did they search you out? Or did they you did. So, okay. Yeah, knocked on my door and said, there's this big hole in the ground in Kirkland, and they think you're the guy <laughs> to look at the restaurant. And we want to put so, an oven in there. And you were thinking Luau Pig, right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something. Actually, it was only six miles away from the farm, so it was a perfect fit. Okay, so farm. Um, in fact, those days, there were a lot more farms out there, I think, right? The, the yeah, valley. there were a lot more farms in the valley. There's been a lot of land put into farmland trust um, so that it can't be developed. That's so good. So that whole valley down there, there's a lot of, um, over the last 10 years, movements just to keep the farms in farming, which Excellent. is exciting, you know. Well, do you have, I mean, people name their vineyards. Do you have a name for your farm? Yeah, it's called Earth Tone Gardens. Earth Tone. <laughs> yeah, Earth Tone Gardens. Well, tis, uh, you, you got to pro- keep in touch with the earth, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And are you in touch with the moon, too? You do some of those lunar cycles? No, there's a couple of people out there that are in touch with the moon, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they call them lunatics, I think. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, pretty fun. So um, did you did you have any classmates at the CIA in New York at Hyde Park that uh, you can, like, drop names? Oh, yeah, we were, you know... Yeah, Charlie Trotters of the world, or no? Actually, I can't. But um, you know, I had a really great opportunity um, when I was working in Chicago. Um, I worked at Lescargot. It was one of the oldest French restaurants in the city, and um, it just happened to be right next door to um, Steppenwolf Theater and a couple of other theaters. So um, we're talking many, many, many years ago when um, there were all these very, very famous actors that were doing theater in Chicago that are now on the big screen. So like Second City? Or wait, yeah. that was uh, Canada. What was the other one? <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Improv in Chicago. Improv in Chicago. And uh, so back then, you know, they'd be sitting in the restaurant and they were just starting out in their careers and now they're all, you know, bigwigs on the big screen. Big On the big screen. On the big screen. Well, now yeah. you're on the uh, the big speaker. On the here. big speaker, yeah. <laughs> you're talking AM, brother. <laughs> you come a long way. Well, um, let's chat about your culinary career. Looking back at the 25 years ago now, has something sort of come back? Or, or was there a trend back then that sort of popped up and people think it's new again? Or? Yeah, sous vide. Sous vide, really? <laughs> when I was a kid, my mother had boil in the bag. She had this thing where she'd purchase these bags, and she'd like put the roast in it and seal it really tight and put it in the boiling water and cook it slowly so all the flavors and things um, were there. Um, I'm only, you know, I'm yeah. sort of a little bit sarcastic. Little bit. But, um, you know, I think things always come around. You know, they come back. Um, you know, I think that when I worked for um, Lucien Verger, um, his philosophy was that food speaks for itself. Mm. You know, um, you don't really need to manipulate it. If you buy a good quality product, if you treat it with respect and really, you know, don't kill it on the stove, then you can put the simplest, most beautiful thing on the plate. And um, looking at food and looking at farming over the years, um, I found that when I started farming, it changed the way I looked at food and it changed the way I cooked. Sure. Um, there's nothing better than pulling a carrot out of the ground and tasting the earth. Yeah. Because it's there. And you don't need to do anything to it. And, you yeah, know, it's pretty it's, fun. Yeah, you can peel it. And it's, you know, you're taking away all that really good you know stuff that's there yeah so. like those tomatoes in your garden are always sweeter than the ones you buy at the store are you kidding they're the best they are the best they're and it feels best. good <laughs> well i'm feeling good with uh brian chef brian schieser who is the executive uh, chef over at trellis are you a partner in that organization i'm not okay I'm great not. so um, that keeps that tension there yeah right? the farm's mine you know um i'm a farmer and um 
So dun, 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 dun. that's the good, you know, the sort of the <laughs> partnership. And I think everything um, to work really well has to have a really strong partnership. Yes. And um, the farm and the restaurant have been really great partners over the years. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, um, I want to talk about Charles and the menu and your philosophy there. And um, I know I've got a couple glasses filled with this lovely red juice called wine. And you've gone off and made some wine. So we're going to chat about your wine label, Piggyback Cellars. But, um, you know, it's kind of like happy hour on Saturday nights. I, I know why there's no happy hour on Saturday nights because everyone's going out already. But you've got a great happy hour menu over there at Trellis from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Is that daily? It's daily, yeah. Right. Saturday nights, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Very cool. Even and on holidays. we um, On holidays, the lobby and the bar, but most of the time out on the enclosed patio. So every night of the week, um, it's a rather large um, happy hour menu. This is a large it menu. It has some things on there that are a little bit different than most places. You know, We have sardines and we have pickled herring and um, things <laughs> that I grew up with as a kid that were really dear to me and um, have been really great sellers at the restaurant. Mm, well, here's so. what I see. St. Louis-style barbecue ribs, yep. um, fava bean hummus. Uh-huh. Those are two of my favorite things. And uh, did you actually see so say St. Louis-style? Have you ever had an experience with barbecue? Or uh... I mean, it's the cut of the rib, actually. It's uh, taking the full brack and splitting it down the middle so that they're about inch and a half um, wide. And it's a cut of the rib itself. That's my mother's barbecue sauce, actually. Oh, cool! So. I love it. And uh, pickled herring. Now, is that a big seller? It is a big seller. And we the sell traditional ten tr- pounds of pickled herring <laughs> every week and a half. And that's house-made pickled herring, right? No, actually, um, it's not house-made. It's a local pickled, her- pickled okay. herring. Um, and it's just we do it with um, slivered beets and apples and a little bit of yeah. sour cream and potato chips. And uh, what do we drink with that? Akavit or is it uh, vodka? That's a good beer from our rotating beer. taps. We all have right. uh, <laughs> some great selections from all the local breweries, and uh, we're constantly rotating the taps. And so, no, good beer. Yeah, um, I see true cod fish and chips, uh, lamb burger, um, house-made yeah. potato chips. Now, to me, that's awesome because. Potato chip is really a, a miraculous invention, um, as long as it's not too salty like the Lay's you can get. But if it's a good house-made chip, wow. Yeah, so you fun. know, there's, there's a story behind that. Um, when I was at the Sereno, um, Mike Malone wanted a really great potato chip for the bar at the restaurant. And he said, you need to come up with this great chip. And I want it to be about this thick. And so we worked on the potato chip forever and finally came to a point where we had this beautiful chip on the menu. And um, not so there you have it. Yeah, (laughs) not sous vide. (laughs) Not sous vide. (laughs) Uh, For all of our friends out there, sous vide is uh, French for under vacuum or underwater or what? Yeah, underwater. Underwater. Yeah, that's cooking at a precise temperature. I'm more traditional. I'm an old school kind of guy. You know, Um, nice casserole, nice heavy casserole. Braise it, put it in the oven, let it cook slow. I agree, and I love cassoulet. And uh, you know, I'm looking at my new wine spectator. It's got Chef um, uh, was it Grant Ashatz, who was here in Seattle a couple of years ago. But him and Nathan Mirvold did a bunch of crazy stuff. Huh? Right, pretty cool. This food's beautiful. I mean, really designed. You know, putting it on the plate. Oh, it's, yeah. I think it's every chef's dream to sort of have a restaurant, a little tiny restaurant with very few seats, um, 15, 16 cooks in the kitchen. Everyone has a set of tweezers and binoculars on, and, you know, they're taking their time. Um, hotels sometimes are a little bit of a different. Sure. You know, we open for breakfast at um, 6 o'clock in the morning. And you got to turn. And- yeah, breakfast is served till 1030. Lunch starts at 1030, goes till 2. Happy hour starts at 2, goes till 5. Dinner starts at 5, goes till 9. 
You know, we do room service. Everything comes out of the same kitchen. Um, you know, it's more of a hustle bustle. And but we can do that when we have private parties, little parties sure. of forty, and we can focus. And yeah, that's kind of um, nice to take a little breather. And like, yeah, hey, we, do some, really... we do some really great things with um, the James Beard Foundation and Star Chefs and. Um, Were we you just, there this, uh, was it October, Star Chefs? Yeah, I didn't get out there um, this October. Um, I was just down in L.A. I did um, one of the James Beard dinners down for the James Beard house in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so did we do fun stuff like that. Really fun. And now you're doing wine. Let's talk about Piggyback Cellars. Oh, Piggyback Cellars. It's a, um, a true garage yeast, um, a garage wine. And I think in all the stories I've read about um, winemakers starting out and making wine, you hear about them um, starting in their backyard in the garage. And um, uh, that's where Piggyback Cellars started. And you broke a piggy bank to get this started, too? I or? didn't, actually. Um, this was um, done on um, shoestrings and um, helping helped by many other vintners in the valley. It's kind of the stone so, wine, huh? Yeah, everything piggybacked off of something else. So somebody lent me the uh, crusher to uh. stemmer. Somebody lent me their fermenters. I gave me a great introduction to a vineyard. And um, Piggyback Cellars was born. Ah, I like it. And you've got the little uh, cute little piggyback piggy yeah, with the backpack. De- that was actually designed by a very good friend of mine. That's so fun. So. I love it. So we've got uh, three red wines. Is that you produce just red? Three red wines, okay, yes. Okay, great. Um, I did do an amber wine, um, which is Roussan fermented on the skins. Um, so it has an amber color to it. It was done in the traditional Italian um, orange wines. Yes, and um, so it has a unique color. It's a little bit um, darker, um, a little brownish to it, but <laughs> it has um, all the tannins of the red wine. Okay, and we're, uh, you have all these available at the restaurant? And, um, uh, I do have the Syrahs available at the restaurant. The Roussan will be um, in about a month when um, we start getting into our spring cocktails. April, yeah. And April, so we'll have the Roussan there. The 2013, we are pouring by the glass during happy hour. So, well, um, it's happy hour chance. now, and I've got a glass. Yeah. So when we come back from this break, I'm going to dig into uh, two beautiful Syrahs from Piggyback Cellars and the winemaker, chef, and uh, farmer extraordinaire, uh, Brian Schieser, who is the executive chef over at Trellis. Uh, he's got a cool wine called Syrah and Roussan. And uh, so stick around, folks. When we come back from this break, I'm going to taste some of these, uh, well, charming wines. Piggyback Cellars, right here on Happy Hour Radio. Start your day the right way. John Carlson, live and local, 6 to 10 a.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, it's time for round two. Hope you've got something new. We're refreshing, fizzy, bubbly, and tasty in that glass because it's Happy Hour Radio. I've got uh, Chef Brian Schieser here, who's the executive chef at Trellis Restaurant and uh, Bar over at uh, the Heathman Hotel in Kirkland. And my pal Craig Krieger, who is, uh, well, he's an entrepreneur, bartender, and a bon vivant, has a good time. He's got this really cool bar back bag, which got uh, all the utensils you need to be a world champion artisan craft mixologist like moi. 
I don't think he got the eggs. He's got some eggs over here. That's pretty cool. Um, Chef, we're chatting about wine right now. Um, Piggyback Cellars is uh, a name, a wine named after all the people that sort of helped you get there, right? Yeah, everything sort of um, piggybacked. One thing piggybacked off another. I think um, being a farmer, you know, being intrigued about um, doing different things and um, I can't grow my own grapes. I wanted to make wine, so it took some good introductions, some heavy introductions to get me involved. And um, seven years ago, I started on this journey, and we released our first wine um, last week. Last week? Last week. Excellent. Yeah. So 2012 um, was in neutral oak for 18 months um, and then put into bottle. Um, 2013 is nine months in oak. Um, same grape, same vineyard. Um, difference is um, wanted the season to speak for itself. Uh, so when you open the bottle, you're not getting a cookie cutter um, glass of wine from year to year. Um, it was the grapes. In but I like that. I want to know. Yeah, you know, but it's like <laughs> some um, there's um, a voiceover in the valley um, that um, has farmed there for years, Claire Thomas, um, Root Connection Farm, and she said every year is the year of something different. It could be the year of the onion, it could be the year of the tomato, and as a farmer, you have to accept that. So you have all these tomato plants in the field, the weather changes, right before you get ready to harvest, all of a sudden you lose your crop. Same thing happens with grapes. Yes. You know, it's no different. They get a freeze, it does something to them. You know, it's a really wet year where there's a lot of rain. It changes the fruit. So I wanted the wines to really speak for what was going on for the year it was put in the bottle. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to try the two Syrahs, the 12 and the 13, but you have this interesting blend called Syrah and Roussan. Now that's actually um, not a new blend because they've been adding Roussan and Marsan and Viognier to Syrah in the Northern Rhone for years and years and years, but you've kind of taken a different tact on this wine. Tell us about the Syrah and Roussan 2013. Um, It's a co-ferment. So I, um, and this is sort of an experiment um, as a small winemaker and not having um, tons of room or um, lots of equipment. Um, we crushed our Syrah and we got it into the fermenter and I had some juice left over and we crushed the Roussan and um, I had grapes and uh, grapes and um, I guess juice and grapes and skins and everything, right, the seeds must. and the must. Uh-huh. Um, did the same with the Roussan. I sort of have it e- had equal amounts and um, had one fermenter and I said, there you go. We're going to put them together and we're going to roll the dice and... Um, so I fermented both the um, Roussan and the Syrah together. It's exciting, and it's just really pretty tasty. It actually, thank you. Yeah. It, um, it, it didn't, um, it fermented really quick, and I think um, it was because of the sugar. Um, so where the Syrah took um, about 27 days to go through fermentation, um, being in the garage, it's not heated, it's time of the year, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so like a every, lagering, huh? Everything is a little, yeah, like lagering, everything is a little bit slower. Um, so there's not this mad rush to um, take it through, you know, just let everything happen naturally. Um, the thought behind um, the wine was not to have additives and not to have all those things that go in there that, um, you know. That's good. And you call the, it a All blush. the chemistry stuff that I don't know. <laughs> I called it a blush, yeah. You called it a blush. And it's... Uh, it's um got a very deep blush on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tannin is just bright. Um, the acid is nice and bright. It's a lithe wine. It, it's definitely a little heavier than a regular rosé, but right. it, I love the acidity here. And to me, that's the key. Natural acidity for all those rosés. So the 2013, um, the 2012 is different. So this 2012 was a warm vintage. comes from a vineyard in Yakima. All your fruit yes. comes from Yakima Valley. Mmm. 
This is radio. This is smell a vision radio. Wait, smell a listen. <laughs> smell a listen, right? This the fruit was really beautiful this year. Um, no rain. It was picked dry. Um, almost um, some of the grapes had a little bit of the raisin to them. Um, starting to dry out. It was a warm. Bit. Yeah, we had a very very warm year. In fact, it's warmer every year it seems, except for the year you don't want it to. Uh, you need it. Um, delicious. Very smooth, very young still. I mean, mm-hmm. this, but palatable. It's got a nice, generous mouth feel, and I think that's important for a young wine. Oh, thank you. You got to have that, like a nice kiss. I think it'll sit in the bottle. It'll um, needs to lay down for a little bit. Where thirteen, I think, is drinkable right now. Um, There's some perfume on that a twelve as well, mm-hmm. and tasty. Well, um, how do we can find your wines only at Trellis? You can find them at Trellis and at PiggybackSellers.com. Mm. I'm on to the 13, and this is a little lighter. This one's showing more expression, a little more oak, right? This one had more oak? No, less 13 oak. had less oak. Really? 13 but had palette, less oak. the palate, has, the tannin then is a little more fine and um, broad swath. The 13, it was, um, the fruit was ready to be harvested, and then it started to rain. So it rained intensely, like the day before and the day of harvest. Yeah. So the fruit plumped up, a um, little lighter in color. Um, but I think there's a lot more cherry in the 13. I, I agree. It's got more of a red fruit driven wine and uh, delicious. So, a glass is available at happy hour at uh, Trellis? Yes, 2013 Port Happy Hour 2012 is available by the bottle. And the blush is coming to the happy hour menu in about a month. Oh, very cool. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I want you to stick you. around as because. I will. Uh, yeah, I'm going to f- taste this cocktail that's coming up. Yeah. Hey, Craig Krieger from uh, Mavenhall, welcome to happy hour. Hey, thank you, Christopher, for having me today. Good to have you. I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, you've got uh, the right location, <laughs> Happy Hour Studios. And, uh, well, let's talk about you. You're a bartender, have been a bartender. You're a mixologist. What? Give me the story, Craig. Was uh, previously a bartender, um, had a, um, was previously a bartender, owned a high-end bartending staffing company called Shake Bartenders. Um, also started the first distillery tour company in Seattle to highlight all the local distilleries that are popping up called Local Craft Distillery Tours. Um, How I, many distilleries were there when you started that? Um, I think there was about 10 operating in the city and about uh, 99 or 120 active licenses in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. And so you've uh, been kind of in the industry for a while. Your bartending gig, where did you learn to bartend? College? Um, I'm self-taught. Actually, I was... Um, in the industry in California um, back in 2001, I actually originally come from Wisconsin. And, Me too. Um, do you really? Milwaukee. There you go. Uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. <laughs> Wausau. Yeah, I'm from Wauwatosa. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, and so uh, we, uh, my identical twin brother and I were living in L.A., and um, we needed a little side gig uh, to... Uh, you know, be able to stay alive after moving from Wisconsin, and uh, so we picked up bartending. And I've never uh, taken a class, and or um, never went or never worked at a professional establishment. So <laughs> you never worked in a professional establishment. No. So just houses and uh, tailgates and all that. Uh, just uh, yeah, just private and uh, corporate high-end events. Um, you know, in uh, Los Angeles, um, it started out with working for celebrities, and then I kind of took the model that I had worked for and brought it to Seattle and launched a business in 2006. Okay, cool. And uh, what you realized during that whole journey was that nobody had provided um, the professional bartender mixologist all the tools and a way to take those tools to the next gig. Chefs have these great knife bags. In fact, they're very, very protective of their knives. You can never take a chef's knife because, you know, that's the 
it's private property and also the little babies. Now you've got something here. Let's talk about this new deal you got. Yeah, so we created Barback. Um, it's a um, extension off of our first creation called Barbag, um, which was more catered towards the professional brand ambassador, um, mixologist, um, extraordinaire. In the- <laughs> <laughs> this is only for the extraordinary people. Um, in the industry, I mean, we we found that it was probably about a ten percent, um, you know, of the industry of bartenders that are actually going to need something like this. But if we captured, you know, that ten percent, it could be a pretty profitable model. Um, we were able to actually brand with about ten large liquor brands and ship to about um, over twenty countries. And so, in less than a year of business, um, we found out that we had a pretty true business model. Um, the creation of bar back um, which is what we're talking about today uh, we listened to our consumers from the first round and created something really special that actually a lady might be interested in carrying um, we really wanted to target obviously the um, end consumer rather than just the industry so anybody that's looking to go on a picnic um, to a tailgate as you said or even just to um a uh, backyard barbecue and show off to their friends of a local creation that they just learned about. I love it. (laughs) It's really cool. It's it's packed full of stuff. When we come back from this break, we're going to chat about all the cool tools. And I know as a sommelier, um, we've kind of had some, we used to carry our pockets, the the asso, the pen, the lighter, the cigar clipper, the uh, the two wine keys, a notepad, all this stuff. We didn't really have a bag unless you were an old school guy like me. We had the Crown Royal bag. Remember that? (laughs) Where you stuck all your your tools. Uh, But I got Craig Krieger, who is the uh, founder, president, uh, owner of Maven Hall. And that's where you can find mavenhall.com. Right, this is the place. That's correct, Christopher. And it's called Bar Back. This will be Bar Back. Bar Back, and it's really pretty. It. Uh, I don't think you can get through TSA on the, with this though, can you? Um, you can get through TSA if you don't have the. Uh Pairing the pairing knife. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We're going to come back and uh, chat with, uh, well, we're going to chat with Craig Krieger, who is the bar man behind the bar back, and uh, we're going to try a little cocktail. Plus, we're going to do a little phone call with one of his, uh, well, suppliers. He's going to tell about how great this bag is, and you're on a Kickstarter campaign. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. A Northwest Original, Lars Larson, live weekdays noon to 3, Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle, Puget Sound. Hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. It's time for round three. Hope you got something great in your glass. And if you don't, you should be looking forward to WhiskeyRocksNW.com. That's a big whiskey event over at Safeco Field, March 12th, 5 o'clock. VIP tickets and uh, general admission tickets, but lots and lots of whiskey. It's Whiskey Rocks NW, uh, Scotch, bourbon, um, Irish, and Canadian, anything brown, and it's got full of alcohol. <laughs> it's going to be over there. So plan your day accordingly. Be sure you got a ride home and uh, have a good time at WhiskeyRocksNW.com. And right now, um, talking about this bartending thing, when it comes to whiskey, we make a lot of drinks, and you need those uh, tools for bartending to make those craft cocktails. And Craig Krieger, who is the founder of Maven Hall, is the, uh, well, the originator. And tell me about this barback bag you've got. 
Yeah, um, Barback was created to uh, bring the bar with you, essentially. Uh Um, Anyways, um, on a professional and uh, consumer level, we are currently live on Kickstarter. Um, And if this is, you know, you and, you know, you're looking for something to carry the goods to your next event, um, type in Maven Hall and we will pop right up. M-A-V-E-N-H-A-L. That's correct. Mavenhall.com. That's correct. And this is called Bar Back. It's a bag where you got you can put in alcohol. You've got your tools. You've got your muddler, your bar spoon, your, uh, your paring knife. What else? Shakers? You can essentially put in that bag whatever you want. Um, <laughs> ice? <laughs> you can put ice in there. Um, actually, we're using materials um, that um, are used um, on sale um, boats. Um, so if you were to actually uh, drop something inside of our bag, it would actually bubble up and not go through. Um, we also use a closed cell foam, and the exterior is made of a 1680D, which means it's highly water resistant as well. I see, and I love these numbers. <laughs> I'm used to 80 proof or 14.5%. But when it comes to uh, this bar bag, and I, I like the inside, it's all orange, so that kind of reflects some light. To the uh, to your tools. Yeah, um, good point, Christopher. Um, the reason we put a bright color on the inside is usually a bartender or an individual that's c- carrying these type of things um, is working in the evening, and if his um, knife or his um, shaker or his strainer is in a specific position in the bag um, and it's not there when he leaves, um, he knows that he needs to go looking for it. So uh, that's the right. reason for the high good. color. It's a good background color to make sure you got your utensils. And these, these you know, instruments are um, very personal and people like, I love my own wine key and that's important. Um, so you can either get this bag with or without the utensils, correct? Correct. Um, right now on Kickstarter, we're offering it um, at um, as a uh, bag and bag with tools. Uh, we partnered with uh, Tony Abuganum, uh Modern Mixology, uh, the best tools on the market that we've um, become to found. So he's doing a uh, special with us for um, Maven Hall um, tools that will be branded um, just for the Kickstarter. So. Well, I noticed some of the finish. It's all of a nickel-plated finish, and I see that even your little strainer had, uh, I, I noticed that the welding on the handle between that and this, the little cone strainer um, was very uh, strong and sturdy. So uh, great tools. Um, let's talk about a, a cost. How do you buy one? How does the consumer buy one? Yes. Uh, we are actually direct consumer, um, so only place to get our um, bag is from our website. Um and or currently on Kickstarter. Okay, so mavenhall.com, or how do you go to Kickstarter? You just type in barback? Um, just type in barback or mavenhall, and our uh, Kickstarter will pop right up. Okay, cool. So uh, this looks like a very serious um, investment for a bartender because those u- those utensils will last forever, and uh, well, until you lose them. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we looking at for an investment uh, to, to turn your 21-year-old into a professional bartender? Um Currently, we are looking at um, the bar back going for uh, $199. Um, that's made right here in Seattle, made in USA. Um, so it's not getting made across. Seas. All that money stays here. It does. It does. Um, you know, we we wanted to see this product being made in our own backyard. It was very, very important that we'd be able to see the quality that we were being able to distribute. Um, regarding the tools, um, like I said, you know, we, we procured these from one of the best professionals on the um, in the industry, and we wanted to make sure that if this is going into your home, that these are going to last. 
Very cool. And I know that uh, being locally made is great. And I understand we've got uh, one of your vendors who helps produce these great barback bags online. Kenneth. Yes, hello. Yeah, Kenneth. Hey, he is actually our uh, manufacturer's rep. What makes this bag really um, essentially what it is, is um, is Kenneth Rounds of Funny Bags. Um, I had a design and an idea, and he pretty much brought it all together. Hey, Kenneth, welcome to Happy Hour. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's a nice Saturday night here in the Pacific Northwest, and we're checking out your barback bag. Um, what's your background? How did you sort of put all this together with uh, Craig's vision? Oh, well, to make a long story short, I have been designing and producing bags from a very young age. I started in my bedroom in Kent, Washington. Uh, right after high school, I just decided to step out on my own, and I've been designing and producing products ever since. Okay, and so when I think of doing bags, is that because you were a, you were a seamstress or a or seamster? I don't know what the... the... <laughs> yeah, seamster. Teamster, seamster. And, yeah. uh No, I came out of necessity. I was... Uh, you know, an avid outdoors person living here in the Pacific Northwest, and I had gear that was failing on me and needed alterations. And so that's basically how I started, is just altering and repairing my old gear. Now you have a, a um, an industrial size needle kind of thing, because I know that you can't just use a sewing machine, or can you? Well, you can. And in those early years, back in the early 90s, I was just using home sewing machines. Um, but all these years later, I have a fleet of industrial sewing machines. Each one does a different stitch as far as uh, adding that binding tape you see to the top pockets there, um, all the bar tacking to reinforce everything really strong. And so there's a whole bunch of different specific sewing machines that create that bag. And so this is going to last. I see because um, what this is, not just a bar, it's not just a bag for your ut- your utensils and tools. It's actually everything has its place. You've got, um, you, you secure the, the muddler, you secure the bar spoon, you've got little pockets and things. So it's a... a um, well, it's kind of like your jewelry drawer for, for your uh, bar tools, right? That's right. Yeah, I worked with Craig on all those great tools you see there. He provided me a drawing to show me how the specific tools should lay out for the ideal situation for a bartender. And I just went ahead and wrapped the pockets right around it. Excellent. And I like the the name Funny Bags, huh? Is that with a PH or an F? Yes, it is. I'm a kid from the 90s, so it was the first time around for Funny Bag. <laughs> yes, it is. Perfect. So, um, obviously, you must be proud of this, and uh, you probably have a couple of prototypes, right? Can we see sort of the, the uh, evolution of the barback bag? Yes, yes, I do. I use one, actually, personally, myself right now. All right. What are you drinking? Uh, you know, I've been drinking a lot of gin lately. Perfect. We like gin. I'm yes. a big gin fan. Yeah, and I know that um, uh, Craig's going to make up a cool cocktail uh, for us up here. But hey, congratulations on getting involved with Craig uh, Krieger and Maven Hall, and the new barback bag is uh, really pretty cool. All right, right on, we Kenneth. Look forward to making a whole lot more of them. Very good. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Hey, so Craig, you've got a um, you're actually using the tools in studio from the barback bag, and you go to MavenHall.com. It's a buck ninety nine. Right, that's correct. <laughs> Buck ninety nine, buy two, everybody, and uh, you actually only need one, and it's really cool, and it's big enough so you can actually put in garnishes and bottles of of uh, mixer and uh, spirits, and of course your vermouths and your bitters and um, whatever else you need. But I like these tools; they're nice and clean, and they look sturdy. And um, you're actually going to shake something up for us. What do you got? What's the name of this cocktail? Uh, we are uh, going to make the gingered marg. The gingered marg. Margarita? It's a 
Gingered margarita, yeah. Ginger, okay. The GM, right? They're, yo, they're... You know, hook me up with some uh, ginger <laughs> and juice, yo. That's no, right. That's not it. All right, so what's, what goes into this drink? Uh, we are putting one and a half ounces of tequila. Today we are using the Tuckwilla Resposado by... Tuckwilla? Uh, Tuckwilla, that's correct. That was made locally here by um, Westland Distillery. Oh, wow. They call it Tuckwilla instead of tequila. That's cute. <laughs> From South Tukwila of the border, from south of the border of the Seattle city limits, Duwamish Waterway, Waterway. Okay, Agave Reposado. Very cool. Tukwila Tequila. That's cute. And it's called the Ginger Margarita, and you've got fresh lime juice. What else? Ginger Liqueur by um, Sound Spirits called the Depth Ginger Liqueur. Oh, wow. I just saw Stephen uh, from Sound Spirits the other day. Ah. Good stuff. I haven't tried this, though. That's this pretty is neat. his new rele- newest release. So fun. And uh, we've got a little ice. Why don't you shake that up for me? Let me hear it. All right. So stick around, folks. We're going to take a little break and um, probably have some chips and salsa, too, because it is Happy Hour Radio. And Kevin, uh, sorry, <laughs> Craig Krieger is mixing up this uh, ginger marg for all you guys out there, all ladies. Uh, this is something going to be pretty tasty. Hey, if you ever miss the show, folks, I want you to go to happyhourradio.net. And Brian, you have a website? Yeah, piggybacksellers.com. Piggybacksellers.com for that tasty, tasty wine. You got the 12 Syrah, the 13 Syrah, and the uh, coming out in April, the Syrah Roussan. Great, thank you. I love it. So uh, I've got a glass, I've got some space, and I've got a, a thirst that needs to be quenched. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back here on Happy Hour Radio. Big news. Sean Hannity. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570. KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. And you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia. Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Time for round four, our final segment. I've got Chef Brian Cheeser, who is uh, in the house with his lovely wines, piggyback sellers. Chef, um, tell us about Happy Hour again. How do we find it? Where are you at? Um, over at Trellis Restaurant, Heathman Hotel, Kirkland, Washington, just on the other side of the pond, hop, skip, and a jump. Um, and happy hour, we're serving the Piggyback Cellars 13 by the glass at happy hour, and the 2012 is by the bottle on the wine list. And some great noshes. Best, I mean, best happy hour it on is the east a side. Huge, you must have 30 items on that happy yeah, there's, hour Yeah, there's close to 30 items All right. on there. A lot okay, of favorites. Okay. Yeah, I can tell them. I'm, my belly's rumbling. And... Uh, Craig Krieger with uh, the Kickstarter campaign. How do people get involved to sort of get, you know, support you on this great endeavor? Yeah, um, so if anybody doesn't know really what Kickstarter is, how it works is um, your contribution goes directly towards the funding of our first production um, as a startup, as a local company. Um, so if you're looking to get, you know, some cool tools in in your collection at home or you're looking to get this cool bag, um, you know, you can visit our Kickstarter today. I love it. And just go to kickstarter.com, look for... Maven Hall. Maven Hall, M-A-V-E-N-H-A-L. Or you go to mavenhall.com and you've got more information there. Correct. Fantastic. Well, good job. Um, I, I like the idea. I'll have to get one. Um, but I kind of, you know, being in the industry, I like other people working for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why I've got you in making cocktails. And to be in the cocktails, this is a ginger margarita. Now, that's really tasty. I was like, what? 
and uh, it's the ginger really works with the lime. Yeah, we wanted very that. Asian, very Asian. <laughs> yeah, tell Stephen Stone over there at uh, Sound Spirits that. <laughs> I will. I can say it. <laughs> um, tasty drink, and uh, now. You know, that that glass was not part of the tools, was it? That was your own special glass? I, I, I wanted to make sure that you uh, taste the cocktail right today. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Because as, as a small yay, we use the wine in the great glassware, and of course it works with bartending. You need the highball, the lowball, the shell, the hurricane, the pilsner, the coupe, the, all these things, right? That's correct. Yeah, and uh, congratulations. Kickstarter's got uh, a chance to get involved. All of our people out here can support you, and um, the money goes to funding research and education, right? No. No. Silly. It, it goes It goes to the first production of this uh, awesome uh, idea, and yeah. um, you know, we're, we've been able to uh, be represented by quite a bunch of uh, local bartenders and people in the industry that are really uh, you know, excited to see this come to life. And you can get it in any color you like, as long as it's charcoal. That's right? correct. <laughs> Just like free beer, free beer tomorrow, right? Free beer tomorrow. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Hope you had a good time. We'll find uh, the best great. happy hour over at Trellis. Thank you. Chef. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm excited. 60 days, huh? You think you'll be out in the... Uh, on the marketplace, I mean, production time for the the bar bag will be. Yeah, we like to um, obviously uh, under promise and over deliver. So I mean, usually it takes about forty five days. So all right, so that means I'll see it in thirty. 44. Talk to Kenneth about that. Kenneth, Kenneth, where are you? Um, anyway, guys, uh, thanks so much. I look forward to having you. I'll get over to to uh, when's that new bridge opening? The new bridge. I don't know. It's um, the slowdown going across the old bridge. I think um, we'll see what happens when the new bridge opens. It's so funny because whenever I go across that 520 bridge, it's not a lot of traffic. Yeah, there's not a lot of traffic. We don't need four more lanes. Um, I'll have to be quiet now. I travel that bridge every day. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Don't jinx it. It's not the bridge. It's the lead up to the bridge. Yeah. Please stop looking. Eyes on the road. Drive at the same speed. Do not stop and look, and we'll be all set. Yeah, you know it's so funny. You, you East Side people are much smarter than the West Side people because we're building a two-lane road, ready for the 21st century. I live in Ballard. Yeah, you live in Ballard. Okay, <laughs> well you know what we're talking about. Anyway, so fun, guys. Hey, um, folks, if you are out there and looking to do some fun stuff, you got to check out Wine Rocks. I'm gonna excuse me, Wine Rocks. That's in July. I'm talking about Whiskey Rocks. Whiskey Rocks NW. Uh, it's over at Safeco Field. It's a benefit for the um, you know adopt a pet kind of thing. And WhiskeyRocksNW.com. They've got 15 to 30 different distilleries uh, pouring great scotch. I mean, talk. Uh, we've got a bunch of aged scotch. We've got whiskey. Canadian whiskey, Irish whiskey, bourbon, and more. And, uh, of course, live music with Spike in the Impalers. And he's a... You ever heard of Spike sing? They do a bunch of covers, but it's really as if you were right there in studio or in the in the concert with ACDC. And I don't think they do any Judas Priest, but that's too bad. Um, Whiskey Rocks NW, 5 o'clock on March the 12th. And after that, if you want some wine, if whiskey's not your gig, we've got a bunch of wine coming to Safeco. Sorry. CenturyLink Field. <laughs> oh, this is happy. We need a segment five, I think. That'll be a nap time I for Christopher. Maybe, yeah. yeah, that's it. Sace uh, Washington coming up April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's going to be the biggest birthday party ever because it's my birthday, and I'm going to. we're going to have a 200 wineries and a bunch of restaurants. Chef, are you going to serve over there this year? I am not at that one, actually. All right. yeah. Okay, well, 
We'll have to find your I'll food at, at happy be at the hour. winery. Be at the winery for the uh, auction of Washington wines. Uh, excellent. That's so, coming up yeah. in August. So yep. thank goodness winter's <laughs> over. Hey, folks, hope you enjoy the show. Remember, happyhourradio.net is where you find all of our great shows and guests. And if you're on the Twitter sphere, check it out. It's uh, at happyhrradio. Um, hope you have a great time tonight, this weekend. Remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers.